and welcome. I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and these are the Spiritual Laws of Nature, and I'm in a series right now called The Five Questions, and this episode is for question number two, what is the purpose of your life? If you haven't seen question number one, you might go back and watch that before this one. I think it'll make more sense, okay? But uh, what is the purpose of your life. Um, I just love talking about this kind of thing because I can remember, you know, when I was younger, thinking about it all the time. And it seems like every time I got into a conversation with someone about one of these five questions, especially maybe uh, the first four, um, it was a wonderful conversation as opposed to just talking about the weather or uh, the virus that's going around the world or whatever, okay, it, it seemed meaningful. And, and both people, me and the other person, would seem to, wow, you know, you shake hands, but it's a different kind of shaking hands. Man, thanks a lot. I really enjoyed that conversation. So um, let's, let's uh, talk to people about these five big questions. I think it's uh, healthy to discuss them. All right, one thing I left out of number one, what is the meaning of life, that I wanted to add just really quickly. I was talking about how the first thing you have to do is search and find the worldview that you believe is de facto, true, reality. And I talked about how uh, sometimes you can't just say in order to be nice, well, I agree with all of them, or I like all of them, or I, I sort of subscribe to all of them, you know, because I want to be non-judging and accepting and make other people feel good. And No, no, wait a minute. <laughs> That's not why we do that. Um, don't ever agree to a worldview unless you know what it's about and if it fits reality. Okay? We'll do all kinds of things. Some people pattern their whole life around being socially acceptable. Putting on the right face, the right attitude, saying the right things. But very often, that's a selfish motive. It's so that they will like me, all right? Rather than just be who I am and try to have an interaction with them in truth and love in the hopes and prayer that they will like me so that we can be in loving relationship, okay? But just agreeing with anyone and everyone so they'll like me or because I'm too lazy to search, really search for myself, or because I've got pain from my past about one of those worldviews and I can't get past the pain to see that maybe that was the right path. It's just the people on it were jerks and, and made it bad for me. When in reality, that worldview maybe is right. Now, I want to share one other sort of evidences of you can't just say I, I believe all of them. You can't just flip a coin and say I believe this one. You have to search. 
because sometimes things they say are mutually exclusive. Here's one of my favorite things. Um, So many people I have met who uh, would not call themselves Christians or believers in Jesus, really, uh, I I have no idea, thousands, doing my uh, work, my day-to-day, 40-hour week work, has been largely in the New Age health arena, okay? So uh, I've been to conferences where there were thousands of people there, and, and as far as I knew, I was the only person, I was the only believer in Jesus there. You know, there were thousands who would say they are New Age. They would say that about themselves, not me saying it about them. I, I don't like those labels. But here's, here's an example. Every person I have ever met who is not a Christian or a believer in Jesus has told me that they think Jesus was a prophet, he was a wonderful man, he was uh, empowered by God, he was, and, 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 their, and their adjectives are just positive, 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 positive. But, no, I don't think he's the son of God or Christianity or believing in Jesus is the right worldview. Well, wait a minute. Those two things can't go together on the basis of that one thing. Okay? Jesus claimed, Jesus said he was the Messiah. He was the son of God. All right? Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus was either who he said he was or he was a raving lunatic. Those are the only possibilities. Okay? So, these thousands of people over the years who have said, oh, I don't believe in that, but I do think Jesus was a... No, no, no. Those two things together are are impossible. He was either who he said he was because he said he was the son of God or he was a raving lunatic, not a good man, maybe even a dangerous man. You know, uh, boy, no one would better follow him. That's, that's, you you know, that's uh, Jim Jones kind of stuff. That's cult. That's, okay. He's either who he said he was or he's something like that. Okay, because he said, I am the Son of God. So either was or wasn't. So that's a little post-it note to the meaning of life. Okay, so what is your purpose in life? And this is uh, the track, uh, the path for anyone and everyone. Okay, I have two paths on this journey that are basically the same information. One for anybody and everybody, which is the way I worked for um, over 19 years. And the other one for people like me who believe in Jesus. Okay, well, this is the one for anyone and everyone. Okay, so if you do not believe in Jesus... And I, and, and, I might, and I would even go further than that. If you do not believe in a spiritual reality or higher power, that we are just a bag of chemicals and bones, all right? 
and there is no meaning. We have gotten here by strict evolution, no miracles, uh, and there's nothing after this life. So when I put in my 80 years and this machine doesn't work anymore, I'm dead and that's, that's it. I exist no more. The end. All right? If that is your worldview, then number two for you, what is your purpose in life? I am compelled to say, or either I would be lying to me, I am compelled to say that your purpose in life would be to get as much pleasure, whoa, this pain, pleasure. If that is your worldview, there is no God or higher power, then your purpose is to get as much pleasure as you possibly can before your machine doesn't work anymore. Because it's all there is. So get as much pleasure as possible. And I think in your pleasure goals, you should have long-term, long-term pleasure, short-term pleasure, and intermediate term pleasure, okay? Because if pleasure and pain is all, is the only real meaning of life, and I've got 80 years to do it, and then nothing before me matters, nothing after me matters, there's nothing else, then the next person comes in to get as much pleasure and avoid pain as they can, all right? So, I would say this would be the purpose of your life. Okay? Because why, why intentionally receive more and more pain and suffering from love? When love doesn't matter. Okay? The only meaning is pleasure and pain. Get as much as you can get as little as you can. So I would make out a little thing. What are the pleasures I want to experience? Then maybe there's a bucket list of long-term things like skydiving or going to the Grand Canyon. There's a list of intermediate things which maybe is in the next month or so. And then there's today things. And, and you should have pleasures in all three of those categories all the time. And then when you go to bed tonight, it's just, ah, remember the pleasures. And okay, I've got some to look forward to tomorrow. So I've, you know, it's just like this life is kind of like a vacation. Let me get as much in on vacation as I can because then vacation's over. All right? How does that sound? All right. What I just told you is absolute baloney. 
okay? And yes, I did it for effect. But not totally for effect because theoretically, if your worldview is there's no higher power or spiritual reality, the, the purpose of your life should be to get as much pleasure as you can and as little pain as you can. It should be. That's what comes from that worldview. That's survival of the fittest. So that's stay in fear mode, stay alert, and get as much pleasure and as little pain as possible. And I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt anybody else, but if I can use someone else to give me pleasure, even more pleasure, then yeah, I'm for that too. So I may be really nice to people that I think can do things for me and not really have time for other people, but really it's because you can't increase my pleasure quotient any. So, you know, interaction with you would just be painful because it would, every time I did it, I'd be reminded I'm not getting anything pleasurable out of this, okay? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is baloney. But it shouldn't be. If there is no God or spiritual reality, this should be your purpose in life. It should. That's the math. That's the 2 plus 2 equals 4. Alright? So, why am I saying this? Why am I saying this is baloney? Why am I saying... Because your body, mind, and because your body and mind—I'm not going to say spirit, even though I believe in a spirit. Because this is what we're talking about: is you don't believe in God, higher power, or spiritual reality. Your body and mind don't work that way. Remember, what? Minor whiteboard emergency. Sorry. Remember? Here's how you work. If your focus is on the fear side, the fear path, okay, the hypothalamus flips the failure switch, which means totally beyond your control, you get negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative beliefs, negative chemicals. I feel worse. I don't sleep as well. I'm more ornery around people. I'm going to get sick more. I may even get a disease that I wouldn't have gotten. That's what happens in the brain when you're on the fear side. Well, what's on the fear side? expectations and trying to accomplish something by your willpower alone because there is no higher power help okay so the natural and I mean by that the physical laws of nature since there is no higher power God are um, action reaction stimulus response Body in motion stays in motion. For every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. E equals mc squared. Those are the natural laws of nature. 
And the way that is most natural for us to try to live our life as far as purpose is to, number one, decide what we want. Number two, develop a plan to get there and, and revise the plan as needed. And number three, put the plan into action until we get it, never giving up. That is the natural way to live. It's how every kid operates from the time it's born to, oh goodness, at least five or six, okay? We don't graduate to logicking things out and trying to be kind and loving or whatever. That, that, that didn't come those early years. That's later, all right? So out of the box, that is our operating system, one, two, three. And it's about willpower and expectation. All right? Here's the problem. The way our body and mind are work, the way our body and mind work, when we live by that three steps, decide what I want, develop a plan to get it, put the plan into action with willpower until I get it, my hypothalamus turns on the stress switch big time, and if I'm already in stress, it spikes my stress. And it leaves the, the and it leaves the failure failure switch on. That's the failure switch. Sorry, I think I said success. And it leaves the failure switch on for as long as I'm trying to get to live that way. But as long as that is my purpose in life, my operating system, my paradigm, decide what I want, blah blah blah, until I get it. As long as I live my life that way, even if it's just with one thing, the hypothalamus keeps me in failure mode. And all the negative things that come from that, that are the very definition of what someone would say, that's a failure. Well, the purpose of your life, there's no way the right purpose of your life should be a failure. No, it might end up being a failure, but your attempt, your desire, your hope, your prayer would be that your life would be a success. What is Here is my uh, meaning of life. I, I believe this is the correct worldview. And so now I want to, for the purpose of my life, be to live according to the principles of that worldview and I should be as successful as I can be with as much pleasure and little pain as is possible for me, which is the best I can hope for. That's the way it should work, all right, according to everything, according to natural law, if that's the correct worldview. The problem is our body and mind don't work that way. If we live by that paradigm, even for 10 seconds, the hypothalamus flips us into failure mode, stress mode, fight or flight mode, which will kill us if we're not about to be killed over time. Okay? Dr. Uh, Dan, Dan Gilbert, Harvard University, wrote a wonderful book, uh, Stumbling into Happiness. Seems like a wonderful man. I had a couple interactions with him. Original research done on the campus at Harvard. Expectations are a happiness killer. And if you read the book, it's really a success. 
It's really everything killer. It kills my career, kills my health, kills my relationships, kills my kills everything. Expectations are a happiness killer. Why? Because <clears throat> their study at Harvard showed that the instant you have that as your operating system or as a goal for some particular thing in your life, decide what I want, develop a plan to get it, etc., it spikes your stress for as long as you're under that operating system or going for that goal. You give up the end result, give up the expectation, and willpower, trying to get it just by willpower, and your hypothalamus flips the success switch. Oxytocins, endorphins, peptides, positive chemicals, positive thoughts, feelings that come all the time and are effortless, sleep good, very creative, easygoing, but uh, lots of energy when I need it, but can rest anytime. I mean, and it's all automatic. So when we give up the three-step blueprint of, of the natural world and give up expectations of end results and choose to live in the present moment in love as best I can, I'll never do it right, but as best I can, then the hypothalamus <clears throat> turns the failure switch off and the success switch on. For how long? For as long as I'm living by that paradigm, which is to live in love as best I can for the next 30 minutes, regardless of my circumstances and regardless of the end results. But wait a minute. I thought love doesn't make sense in a... Um, seek pleasure, avoid pain, strictly survival of the fittest evolution worldview. I thought love didn't fit with that. Well, real love doesn't. Fake love does, which I did for about two years with my wife. Told her every day I loved her, but I didn't. It was a business deal. It was, I'll do this if you'll do that. I won't do this if you don't do that. And if she didn't keep up her part of the bargain, I would experience something in the anger family, irritation, frustration, etc. And if I didn't do something on her list, she experiences something in the anger family. What does that tell us? Tells us we had we were we were doing our marriage by the three-step blueprint. Decide what you want, but never give up until we were that's how we were living our marriage. Well, as soon as you choose to live it that way by expectation, it spikes your stress. Hypothalamus turns on the failure response. Live in love for the next 30 minutes as best I can. Hypothalamus turns on the success response. But what? So you're saying love does make sense in survival of the fittest? 
and not just to manipulate someone to get what I need, like sexual gratification or help with something or... I mean, real love, sacrificial love that invites more pain? <clears throat> no, I'm not saying that. That does not make sense if your paradigm is that there is no God or higher power or spiritual reality. What does make sense is what I had on the board before this. Get as much pleasure and, it, and as little pain as I can, even if I have to manipulate others and circumstances to do it. Because that's all that matters. I'm dead and 80, and all it was about was the pleasure I was able to generate while I was here. That should be the best way for you to live if that's what you believe that's your paradigm. But it's not. Because it's not the way your body works. I guess what I'm saying is if, if that is reality, if there is no God or higher power, then we should not be wired like this. We should be wired in harmony with whichever worldview is true. Okay? But if that worldview is true, survival of the fittest, we're wired wrong. And I don't know any possible explanation for how we would evolve to be wired for love when love makes no sense in survival of the fittest. We would have evolved for seek pleasure, avoid pain. Okay? So what I'm saying is, even if you do not believe in Jesus, even if you do not believe in higher power or uh, God, I believe the purpose of your life should be to focus on, commit to, and live in love in the present moment as best you can. Why? Because if you live the other way, you malfunction. And you sure can't win being sick, tired, energy drained, coming from a negative perspective all the time. I mean... There, there's no possible success in that. If you live in love in the present moment as best you can, even though that violates your own worldview, which says you should be living by survival of the fittest, I believe you will be more successful in life because it's how your biology works. And so you'll be in harmony with your biology even though you're in disharmony with your worldview. Okay? So I know that's a trade-off. And I know if that's your belief system, you're going to experience some negative too because you feel like you're violating your own belief system. But I believe the net result, you'll be better off this way by living in love in the present moment and your hypothalamus switches you into uh, positive emotions, positive thoughts, positive feelings, positive body chemistry, positive actions and behaviors effortlessly. It's going to, in other words, it's going to feel better than living the survival of the fittest worldview and doing the pleasure pain and violating your biology so you feel bad all the time. 
It's going to feel better to live in love. But I will say this too. Um, I believe if you do not believe in God or higher power, if you do not believe in Jesus as I do, but you choose to live in love just because that's how we are put together, that's our hardware and software, and that's how we work best, I believe you can do that, but I do believe you have a glass ceiling. Okay? That you will have a good life, probably. But the great, extraordinary, beyond what you can imagine life, you can't just commit to love. You also need to be in right relationship with God, accepting His gift of love. So, this is still the way to live, in my opinion. In the present moment, for the next 30 minutes, as best I can, in love. And, and, and don't get so many people have gotten caught up on love, too. It's not just sitting on the couch and love, 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 love. No, no, no. You will work harder than you have ever worked from a place of love. You will uh, uh, do better at your job. You'll do better in relationships. You'll listen more. You'll be more uh, encouraging. You'll be more creative and do better at whatever actual work you do. I mean, everything, okay? Everything will get better. But without being in right relationship with the source of love, I do believe there's a bit of a glass ceiling to just the love itself. Uh, and, and I believe, of course, it's because that's not the truth. I believe there is a God, there is a higher power, that that's the only way we could be wired for love, and that if it was a loving God, it would also have, have to include truth, justice, and grace, and grace has to be paid for. And this was the only place on earth I could find all four of those in reality, in practice, and uh, to the extent that when I tried that tack, I experienced it myself like I never had before, okay? So um, the purpose of your life, that's the subject we're on, Really, no matter what your worldview is, your best bet at the best life would always be to live in, in, in the present moment in love for the next 30 minutes as best I can, giving up end results, giving up expectations, and not trying to achieve it from just my willpower, but from the power of love that is in me, okay? And I believe that's the purpose. And so you're, you've got your uh, USB cord, uh, your metaphorical human USB cord, and you're walking around everywhere, and everybody you see or come into contact with, you're 
plugging into them and they're plugging into you. And your commitment is I want to download into them nothing but love when they plug into me. And when I plug into them, I'm not accepting any fear, but I will accept love, joy, peace, etc. So that's the purpose is love, 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 but but I I may be working really hard at my job at the same time, but love is the foundation of that, of my relationships, of my free time, of everything. Okay? But I have to remind you again, if you do not believe in God or higher power, this doesn't match that reality. That reality should be with your purpose, getting as much pleasure as you can and as little pain, whatever you have to do to make that happen. Okay? And if you don't believe in Jesus, you do, I think, need to reconcile that um, he said he was the Son of God. So he was either that or a raving lunatic. So, I'll leave those with you. Uh, That's a little bit muddled, this teaching, because of the deal where survival of the fittest, it should be a different purpose. Um, and, And to me, that's one of the evidences that that worldview is not the true one. You, you decide for yourself. But regardless of your worldview, love in the present moment is the purpose, as best you can. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful, blessed day.